Welcome to The Ageless Factor with Alita St. James. Each episode features the leading cutting-edge experts in the field of regeneration, longevity, and agelessness. Together, we'll break through the stigma of aging and learn the secrets of winding up and not down at any age. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Ageless Factor. I have the most extraordinary guest today. I'm so excited for you to get in on the conversation between the two of us because it's all about inspiration and being ageless. Dr. Anna Barbieri is a gynecologist. She deals with integrative medicine. She's affiliated with Mount Sinai. And I got to see her because she was recommended very highly for sexual rejuvenation in the vaginal area because I'm 76 and I just wanted to check it out and see what was going on. Well, while I was in the stirrups, <laughs> Dr. Anna said to me very, you know, matter of fact, it doesn't look too bad in there actually. And I said, great. All right. But we did the treatment anyway. There were three treatments and she'll explain them. And they were amazing because it really got me even more into my sexual energy, which I've been explaining in the podcast is the Kundalini energy. And at any age, you want to keep those bottom chakras going up to the higher energies and coming back down because that's why, well, one of the factors why I look so young. And we were discussing this um, on the phone coming in with Dr. Anna. You need to use the whole package. You need to have the emotional the spiritual, the mental healing. You also need the sexual rejuvenation that she does. She works with women that are going into menopause. I never went into menopause because I had children at 57, and I told my body, we're not going to get rid of your period. You're going to have your period. You're going to have your babies, and I did. And then once I had them, that was the end of menopause. But for everyone else who doesn't want to have twins at 57, most of you women, you can really use Dr. Anna Barbieri. So I want you to take through all this half hour or an hour and just listen to our conversation back and forth and you'll be totally informed and inspired to go on to the next level of excitement of being who you are in your body in this lifetime, 50 plus and beyond. Dr. Anna Balbieri, take it away. I'll Tell us about you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, I've been looking forward to this conversation, and I'm so excited to share maybe some of my knowledge, but also expand on it, because... Mm-hmm. You know, my background, really, I'm a Western-trained physician. Um, I am a board-certified OBGYN physician, although I no longer deliver babies. After 15 years of that, I hung up that, my hat in that. And I really now focus on the care of women in midlife and beyond. Mm. And if you think about it, we live for a long time. Um, and we spend sometimes almost half of our lifetime in menopause, and I see women day in, day out, not just coming in with gynecologic problem, let's just say, but really kind of struggling with that transition. Mm. And I and I really, really enjoy that work. I'm really interested in kind of the cross-section of our physical health, hormonal health, emotional health, and spiritual health. And that's why I really enjoy talking to you, because it kind of helps us 
expand on the idea of what health really is. Mm -hmm. It's not just our hormones. It's not just prescriptions. It's not just surgery. It's not some numbers, but it's really a combination of these different layers. Oh, so I'm so excited to be here. Yes, because we were talking also about a community of women that are like-minded, that don't want to get old and decrepit, that are excited about things that they can contribute to society. And if you don't have the physical, emotional, and mental energy going, then you don't feel like it. You get depressed. So many women are depressed. You don't feel like there's anything to live for because men are going out with younger women. But I have news for you. There's a woman. She's a designer. She was 89 years old, French. She was married to a 40-year-old. She just passed. And in Argentina, the women that are 80, they have 40-year-olds. 35-year-olds as lovers, some husbands. So it's a mindset. Now, I'm not saying you go running after younger men, but the, that's an option though, right? <laughs> you know, if they have okay, intelligence right? and they're mentally great, why not? You don't have to give it up because your husband or the men around are looking at 30-year-olds. You can break the, the mold and get out there and be sexy and be vibrant. And Dr. Anna Barbieri really helps you do that. She does. Tell them how. Sure. You know, I think it's uh, in our culture, there is this perception that in order to be healthy, we need to be young age-wise. And in order to be beautiful, we need to be young Mm. age-wise. And the reality is that as long as we live long enough, we get to be 40 and 50 and 60 and 70 and 80 and then some. So, you know, I'm really struggle with that perception because if we accept that, then what are we doing for the last 50 years of our lives? It's pretty a depressing thought. Right. So to me, you know, being healthy, vibrant, passionate at any age is really important. So what do so, you do? Yeah. Tell them what you do because she's amazing. You have to you have to go and see her. She's amazing. So I am a gynecologist, so yes, I do pap smears and take care of fibroids and ovarian cysts. But I really, what I really enjoy doing is forming relationships with my patients when we really get into what health means in midlife. And that means a number of things. Okay. That means understanding your body. So I spend a long time, as you know, Mm -hmm. really explaining how our bodies work and how hormones in our bodies work because my work centers on this midlife perimenopausal into menopause transition. I think it's really important for us to understand the relationship between our physical body, our emotional center, and our identity, really. And for so many women, this is such a transformation that it even helps to understand that. So it's that kind of empowerment with self-knowledge. Now, can I interject? So what Dr. Barbieri will do, she'll take blood work. She'll see exactly where your hormones are. And then she can prescribe to you what she feels is going to level you up to where you're feeling young and vibrant and not like decrepit and yucky. So, you know, hormone therapy, because I think that's what we're talking about, is certainly an option for many, many women. And I think You know, about a generation ago, there was a study that was published that really scared many women and many doctors and providers away from hormone therapy. And now the pendulum is swinging in the other direction. We have a lot more data on the safety of hormone therapy for most. 
But what I do want to stress is that not everyone wants to use hormones and not everyone can. There are some women with certain medical conditions that may preclude that choice. And that's not a reason to just say, oh my gosh, life is really over because I cannot use estrogen. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I am blown away through my personal experience, experiences with my patients and through medical data on how powerful hormones are. But I don't want women out there who don't want to or cannot use them to feel like life is over. Life is not over. Hormones are important, but they're not everything. It all needs to flow together. But yes, we use hormone therapy. We use other And um, when you say life is not over, what yeah. is a machine that you used on me? It's really interesting. We're getting oh, there. We're getting, no, I want to go right there. there. I want to go right in there. there. Do you know um, that she's Polish? And I'm yes. Polish and Italian, so we're having a great time. <laughs> and here. I'm married to an Italian. Oh, there so, you go. There we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Where is he from Italy, though? Where his family is? Um, his family is. Um, one part of the family is from the north, and yeah. one family is from the south. Do you know so the name of the place? one is from uh, around Naples. Okay. Napolitan. Go on. That's right. And the other part I want to to say closer to Venice and oh. Northern oh. Italy. Okay. So, yes. Nice mixture. Okay, go on. Um, so yeah, so we use hormone therapy. We use some other medications. We use a lot of lifestyle interventions, including mind-body things, nutrition, super powerful, the power of movement and exercise. I mean, these are really foundational things. Um, I do use certain botanicals and supplements in my practice because I am trained in integrative medicine. And there we have to kind of tread carefully because there's a lot of different players in that aspect and not all of those things are created equal. So we need to use them safely and rationally. And yes, we also do address sexual medicine this and sexual health. <laughs> And I agree with you. I <laughs> How feel do like you do that? <laughs> so many people come in and they think like, it's all over. I'm 50. Forget it. No more. Mm-hmm. And while I think that sexual health is personal and there are people who say, you know, forget it. My life is now about something else. And that's fine. There are also plenty of women who want to maintain their sexual health, who want to maintain that part of their relationships. And that can be wonderful Mm -hmm. at any numerical age. And there are some things that we can help with. Right. You handle, I think, the emotional, the spiritual part of it. And we can certainly help with some of the hormonal and physical aspects because you do need some working parts. Oh, absolutely. And the podcast, Dr. Barbieri, have been about sexuality, about exercise, about nutrition, about body work, all the things that you're yeah. talking about, because that those are the components of agelessness. If you stop moving, you know, they say you're as old as your spine is. If you stop moving, it's over. You've got to exercise. You have to eat properly, down on the sugar. I had gone through a bout of cancer, totally cancer-free, didn't do radiation, didn't do chemo, went to Mexico, and totally look 20 years younger because of it. So you don't want anything to stop you in terms of leveling up. You want to say, okay, I have this situation. How do I level up from it? And see everything as a challenge. But this particular maker 
tell you about <laughs> this. I'm getting out of her. <laughs> this is radio frequencies, would you say? Yeah, we do radio frequencies. Right, which totally regenerate the vaginal area for at least a year, correct? Yeah, or, so or let, some. let's get into it. All right, there you <laughs> go. Into it. All right, so, <laughs> you know, um, one of the consequences of menopause and the fact that at the point of menopause, which is, by the way, menopause is defined as 12 months without a period, and by then you can be reasonably assured that your levels of estrogen and progesterone, two main female sex hormones, and your testosterone is probably quite low by then, there are some consequences that we all bear. One of them is the fact that the tissues around the vagina and the bladder change. Mm-hmm. It's a fact. It's even got a medical name these days that's called GSM or genital syndrome or menopause, and some people call it genital urinary syndrome of menopause. Mm. So what does that mean? Mm. That means that those tissues are thinner, mm. The pH can change. They are not as resilient to friction and touching, right? And that's Mm -hmm. what sex is. It's a lot of touch and and physicality involved in that. Um, It can also give people, women, um, higher risk of uh, urinary tract infection, cause painful sex, all of that. Mm -hmm. And that sort of physical change can really affect one's desire for sex and experience of it, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's how humans are made. Like, Mm -hmm. if something hurts, we just don't want to do it. Right. So there is a number of different ways that we can correct that. We can help with that. And radio frequency is one of them. Thank you. What what do they call it, though? We call it... We have... um, Our machine is called MFEM. That's just one example. And we're not tied to any... You know, we don't have anything to do with the company other than using the machine. So I just want the listeners to know that. But before we even get there, that's one option. Uh, that may not be accessible to everyone, but something like vaginal hormones is very accessible and it's so underutilized. And I do want to like put a plug in here for vaginal estrogen or a hormone called vaginal DHEA. They can be safely used by virtually anyone, even by women who cannot use regular hormones that affect your whole body. Yeah. What I tell my patients, it's like, as we get older, most of us will need glasses. Yeah. Okay. Glasses for your eyes. So estrogen for your vagina are like glasses for your eyes. Love that. We all <laughs> need it. We yeah. all need to use it forever. So I think it should be over the counter. So we really use a lot of vaginal local hormone therapy, which is really, really very safe and accessible. Yeah. And I use a DHEA. Yeah. And I had cancer. So it doesn't affect that, the, the kind that Dr. Barbieri yeah, describes. So vaginal hormones are very low-dose hormones that mm. do not get absorbed systemically, meaning they don't course through the rest of your body or not to the degree that we think would affect, for example, your cancer risk. So we use right. a lot of that. Yeah. Another way, so I garden a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. but So I grow a lot of stuff every year. So I also use gardening analogies in my practice a lot. No, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, like, so tell, I me. Grow, tell me a little bit. You know, I grow um, heirloom tomatoes and green beans and lettuces and all of that. And I, I just love the whole thing. It's you know, that's like very my, Italian. It's a uh, yes. Very yeah. Italian. I make, my grandfather. I make sauce. <laughs> all over the Yeah. All of that. <laughs> So for anyone out there Mm -hmm. who's grown a plant even at home, you know, if you don't 
tend to it, right? right? That soil is going to get dried up and it can crack. Well, if we don't tend to our vaginas, Mm -hmm. they go through some of those same changes. So there are lubricants, for example. Well, lubricants is like pouring water on that crackly soil. Right. It doesn't do everything. You need to fertilize it. You need to kind of rearrange it Mm -hmm. a little bit to really make it right. That's what those topical hormones can do. They really get into those tissues to revitalize them, to increase lubrication, decrease UTIs, improve the experience of sex. Now, the thing that's really interesting, now I started in a show business career. I was a dancer, I was an athlete, did lots of yoga, was into my body, body work, etc. I never realized the religious kind of taboos on the vagina and also women's pleasure. I did because I really I was in the 70s, I had the lead in the hair, I mean beads, flowers, freedom, naked on the stage. <laughs> my daughter said one day, Oh my God, mom, did you do hair in Amsterdam? I said, Yes. <laughs> did you take your clothes off? This is in front of a doctor, right? And I said, We all did. We were making a statement at the time, right? But anyway, very free. It's now that I'm 76. And I've done a lot of, you know, work in the vaginal area to bring the energy up. And I'm singing again um, at this women's conference on March 9th. Amazing. Well, this is for the girls. It's country and western. Never sang that. But now I'm actually singing, if you can believe this, with my coach. I said, I feel like I'm singing from my vagina. And she said, yeah, that's where you should sing from. And I went, holy cows, 76, finally realized this. And this is after years and years of singing professionally. It comes from down in here, and you move that energy up. So I'm realizing, because I'm expanding myself, how important that is. But most of us, because of religious taboos, you get a certain amount of pleasure in your life from sex, maybe one or two orgasms, and then you should be lucky. Uh, And it's really not about that. It's about constant rejuvenation of that area. And Dr. Barbieri has a big key for you women to do that and to feel healthy. You don't have to sing from your vagina, but <laughs> you can do other things. You but know we need saying? to talk about your vagina. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mama Gina was perfect for that. What day, did you know about I, Mama Gina? No. Oh, Mama Gina. When I first had my kids. Mama Gina? Mama Gina. She's all about the vagina and sex. I'm going to have her on one of these podcasts because I met her after I had the twins. Yeah, she has seminars and workshops, and Dr. Christina Northrup was there and she because she endorsed my book, Life Shift, and she, I went to one of the things, and she said, you should really get into this, and I said, Christina, I was doing that in London when I was 19 yeah. and 20. I was hanging out in the striptease clubs. I need to be more like you, straight, and you need to be more like I was, so we laughed about that, but she's... She rocks and rolls, yeah. so I have to connect with her. But she's all about, I'll connect the two of you together. But, um, yeah. you know, I think there's a real, um, also this perception in for many women as we get older that sex is done, you know? We get to 50 and now we're done with that part and now it's time to take care of maybe our parents and our jobs and our families and it's we're kind of, old and for what old means to a lot of people is that the stuff that is associated with being young energy vitality physicality and sex is part of that that it's done and that's not true Mm -hmm. you can continue your sexual life 
for a long time if you choose to do so. Yeah, and, and men, you know this, because I've talked to men. Men assume that all of a sudden their wives are, t- you know, cutting it off, right? And so they're not going to approach you, and then they start looking for other women on the side. You so, know, mm-hmm. you know, and so. Speaking of vaginas, because I can't stop talking about oh, yeah. vaginas. Vaginas, <laughs> right? <laughs> this should be called the podcast. Do the you understand your see... vagina? <laughs> Go on. There's a lot to understand. Yeah, there's a right? lot. Right. Um, I think it's you know sometimes, uh, not sometimes, often mm. I see women who are so ashamed and embarrassed to talk about it mm. that this may be that the first time that they are bringing it up. And it almost feels selfish to talk about it because we've got these bigger problems, right? Mm. We've got world problems, we've got political problems, we've got climate change, we've got our personal problems. Many of us by this time in life have been through lots of health challenges, Mm -hmm. traumas, all of that. And it somehow feels selfish to talk about sex and talk about your vagina, but it's just part of overall health. So let's, you know, like we can't just assume we're going to just, you know, get into a cave and knit for the rest of our lives and and we've got to live life. So I try to really normalize it. Sex is part of health. Let's talk about it and let's do what people want to do with that information. And there's also sexual therapists. I do sex therapy myself in terms of energy work. I wrote, um, a column for men's health and fitness for men to explain. It was called Ask Alita. It must have been in my 40s I wrote this. And I would explain to them how women function. Yeah. And because men are from Mars, women are from Venus. You know, Dr. Gray, absolutely true. And how to understand a woman's body and how to turn her on and et cetera. And so that's like, that's a key. And if you're not having great sex, and that doesn't mean, you know, all night, all day, but it just means, although that would be nice, quality quality. quantity. Right, exactly. There are sex therapists. Uh, You work with a doctor, I believe. Yeah, I work with a nurse practitioner in my practice who specializes in sexual medicine. And that is her. She's done it for 20 years. And we handle both kind of the some of the therapy, emotional, social aspects of it, but also hormonal aspects, right. both in terms of your overall hormone therapy, and that may mean estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. We haven't even talked about that. Vaginal hormonal therapy, and then we're, get, we're getting into these procedural things. Um, Talk and, about testosterone. Yeah, Dr. Barbara, we did a podcast on that. She's also a great psychiatrist who does sexual therapy. But tell us about testosterone because I'm on testosterone. So, Mm. yeah, so testosterone (laughs) is, so one, a lot of women don't realize that we all have testosterone. And when we actually look at absolute amounts of these hormones, we have more testosterone than we have estrogen. Mm. It's just that estrogen is the dominant hormone. But when you look at the actual amounts, we have more testosterone. I was just interviewed by this magazine about testosterone therapy in women, so I had to prep and do some more research on Mm. that. Well, our testosterone peaks when we are in our late teens and early 20s, and it goes down from Hmm. there. So when I look at my two teenage daughters, Mm -hmm. (laughs) say, wow, that's that's peak testosterone for them. It's a scary thought. Yes. And not all women 
feel the consequences of low testosterone, but mm. certainly low testosterone can be associated with lower sexual drive or lower libido, sense of depression, low mood, loss of muscle mass, mm -hmm. lower motivation and self-confidence, all of that. And for some women, especially when it comes to sexual health, we do use testosterone. Mm -hmm. That's part of the guidelines by most major societies out there, especially for women who are postmenopausal uh, and have low testosterone, mm -hmm. which virtually, right, because it peaks in our teens and 20s. So right. by that time, most of us have low testosterone. We can use testosterone replacement therapy um, to increase libido. Now, as Jackie, the uh, sexual medicine practitioner that I work with, says, it's testosterone's like gas for your car. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to have gas in the tank. You also have to get in the car and drive it. Right. So you have to use that energy and, and actually get into it. Mm -hmm. But testosterone can be very, very helpful. So we do do a lot of testosterone therapy in the practice in a really you know, um, precise, rational way to replace it to what are called physiologic levels. The point is not to get your testosterone higher than it was when you were 20. Mm -hmm. The point is to get it up to physiologic levels, not have side effects, and get the benefits out of it. I think that's really also underutilized, and there's a lot of, um, you know, testosterone can get complicated. We have about 20 or 25 FDA-approved versions of testosterone for men, and do you know how many we have for women? Two or three? Like zero. Oh, we no. have zero. Really? Um, oh, my God. Despite the fact that it's part of official guidelines yeah. for care of women in menopause. But yeah. also, in the 1950s, they used it to help you overcome cancer. And then they took it away. So... That's I'm I'm on testosterone. Yeah, that's there for are sure. there are some trials that are older that looked at that. Mm. Um, in those older trials, testosterone was associated with lower risk for breast cancer. Doesn't mean it cures it. I don't right. want anybody to get that idea. And there is some plans of new trials using testosterone, perhaps as part of therapy. But we're certainly not using testosterone these days to cure cancer, treat cancer, right. anything like that. So I yeah. just want to be clear about that. Yeah. But, well, Dr. But, Barbieri has to be clear, and I'm on the cutting edge. So I'm behind the scenes. Am, I'm the bad girl. I am. You know, <laughs> I'm we, the testosterone-driven sex maniac girl. So, <laughs> but listen to her so because do, she's giving us the the right thing. We do. You know, I am. I try to be very let's say, objective. Yes. Um, objective, although, you know, personally, I use testosterone also Great. as part of my regimen. All right, but, there you go. Um, <laughs> but it's, um, you know, but it can be a good option for many women, and it, and it can work very well. And if it doesn't work, then we stop it. Yeah. And, of course, testosterone therapy is not going to solve your relationship mm -hmm. problems. It's not going to, you know... Make you get a different career. Um, although I did have a patient recently who told me, you know what, ever since I started it, I feel so much better. I've gone back to graduate school because oh, wow. now That's I great. have the energy to do yeah. it. And I think I'm just in a better mindset. Mm -hmm. Okay, please don't take it though. <laughs> to no, mean no, that no. testosterone will make you go back to school. No, no, no. no but what but it, it is. makes people feel better. Yeah, do you yeah. notice how a doctor is going to approach it from a more scientific level because she can get slammed? 
<laughs> and no, no, really, a, we're yeah. ever saying, <laughs> saying anything that's cutting edge or anything like that, we're, as I'm a free spirit, but the truth is that it can help, it can enhance your ability to be inspired, to keep going, and et cetera. And Dr. Barbieri is very um, scientific with what she looks at when she sees what you have, and she doesn't go beyond what you should have. So that's the good news. You know, I think the way and the reason we connect is I think we both try to think outside with a with a bigger mind and more expansively mm-hmm. than our kind of angle, right. our original angle. I'm a Western-trained physician, right. and my training really focused on prescription medications and surgery Mm -hmm. and really through now I've been in practice for 20 years Mm -hmm. and there is some level of experience and wisdom and I'm like a hippie at heart I know you like probably don't see that no Um, but I do that's why we're having this conversation I was the girl with you know acorn necklace in college okay but it's really I really think we underappreciate both the influence of spirituality Mm -hmm. emotional health the level, and I deal with hormones in my professional work. I mean, I will tell you in my experience, when I started my hormone treatment, I was blown away mm-hmm. by the effect that it had mm-hmm. to the point of being angry. Because so I said, oh my gosh, if these substances can change how I think about myself and how I feel about myself, how I even, the body image I have of myself, mm-hmm. that's really powerful. Oh, yeah. And I here I was thinking I could control all of that with my mind. Mm. And it was really no the, the level of my estrogen and testosterone at that point. I just think they all go to, you know, go and together. And it comes from life experience. We're talking about that together. I mean, I've had myriads of life experience from when I was in the womb to now. That's how we can help people. So I'm sure what you've gone through and what I've gone through, then we can bring it like kind of like a symphony, an orchestra together, because we understand it has to be the whole picture. It can't just be this. It can't just be Dr. Barbieri or Alita yeah. or, you know, Dr. Anna Yusin or whoever, or Dr. B. It has to be a symphony. And that's what brings us to the community conversation we were having. I love that conversation to some articles written about that. Mm-hmm. And as we get older, some of our kind of natural circles are not as strong. Mm-hmm. Our children grow up, they leave, we may not form friendships as easily, um, we're running around being busy all the time. I think a lot of us crave connection mm-hmm. and a community and a place to talk about these things. We want to talk about them. We want to feel connected. We want to understand. And I think that's really, it's really important to find that. So, um, and I'll tell you, I, I think some of my patients, we end up being together for so many years. Some of them I've had for 20 years mm-hmm. now is because in our relationship, we find that. It's right. a, and it's a, re, it's a treat for me too. Mm-hmm. You know, that connection It's extremely important to me as a person, and it's validating, and I hope that's what my patients get out of it, outside of the, you know, stuff I prescribe, but also works. But no, I I was down in Miami and Boca Raton Hotel um, this week for about three days, and I was telling Dr. Barbieri, it was amazing. I connected to all these 
high-powered women that want to make a difference in the world and connect other women to like level up in terms of excitement and what we can do for healing and what we can do for, you know, sexual regeneration. And um, I'm working with the Scour Waves now, Dr. Um, Michael, and she's like amazing. So I want to have that in some kind of setting where people can level up to higher frequencies of light because we're photodynamic beings. That connects with everything that we're talking about. So we're going to form our community. We're going to expand it with the people that I know, the people that Dr. Barbieri knows, and everybody else on the, on the podcast, because we are the top of our field. And I can say that with total respect for everybody else, but we're one, okay, of the top people in terms of what we do. And synergistically, what we're bringing together is going to be upleveling for everybody that wants to join and connect, doesn't want to be lonely and depressed and by themselves. You know, it's not just, okay, now I'm going to be grandma and take care of the grandchildren. No, I never, I wanted to have children later. I did, 57. I never thought about being a grandmother, but God bless you if you're taking care of your grandchildren. But there's more things beyond grandchildren for you as a being while you're in your physical body. It's a miracle. To be in your physical body. You know, I think to me it's it's sort of figuring out how, what makes life meaningful and what we are passionate about. Mm-hmm. And the answer is different for different people, right? Some people are totally fine and realize their dreams through taking care of their grandchildren. That's great. For some people, it's becoming a painter when they are 80 years old. That's amazing. You know, I wanted to be an archaeologist when I was little. I want to be able to go and experience Egypt. Right. Like, for me, that's like a goal that I want to get to. It's also creating a community. Like, this is that I want to be part of, and I want my patients and my friends and people I know, like you, to be part of. So it's it's really just... Figuring out what values we have, how to align with them, and how to spread. Okay, so this is an important thing, and I did a podcast on this. The reason why I'm talking about grandmother and grandmothership is because, again, it's the female giving. So now I brought my kids up, and now I can't wait to take care of their children. So it's called caretaker. And again, if that's what you want to be, a caretaker in your life, great, but if you really dig down deep, what is it that you really want to do other than being the giver and the caretaker of your family? And you might be really surprised, like archaeologist or blah, 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 whatever, you know? For me, I'm going to live to 120, so we have to have that community going. There's one out there. I have to connect with it. But I don't plan to be decrepit. I plan to use whatever Dr. Barbieri comes up with in terms of the next level. I want to be oh, there. I don't know if I can make people live to 120. <laughs> no, no, no. They have to join. They have but. to join the club. They can go to 100. Mm-hmm. Every, it's a free will planet. Okay. You so, get to so, choose. Okay? You know, longevity is becoming a thing that we're talking about in conservative Western medicine circles, for right, example. Right. And it's becoming an accepted idea um, 
that really wasn't talked about before. You know, up until recently, medicine was about you break your leg, here's how we fix your leg. And, right. and Western medicine is good at that. Yeah. You have a heart attack, we can do stuff and save your life. Where Western medicine is excellent at taking care of those acute situations. What we're not good about in Western medicine is chronic conditions, it's prevention, it's the integration of the emotional, spiritual, environmental, and physical, and need to get better at that. We're living longer. We need to not only live longer, we need to live healthier. We need to make the last 5, 10, 20 years of our lives as good as they can be so that we don't spend that time going from doctor to doctor and not being able to do anything. So this is a lot of the work I'm getting involved with. And we're getting to this MFM thing, right? Yes, right. Yeah, we are getting to we got, that. We got way off. No, no. I know you want to talk back. about it. <laughs> no, no. That's available, right? That's, what you, that's one of the things that she does that's yeah. really amazing. I can, val- you know... So validate that. It's just, you know, it's a tool, right? With, mm-hmm. with all these things, hormone therapy, medications, vaginal hormones, like these are all different tools. So radio frequency is one of those tools. Mm-hmm. Radio frequency is a technology that we can employ together with a little bit of heat to improve the health of vaginal tissues. And what that does is it, this uh, technology and this um, call it treatment or office procedure can help improve the strength of the pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. It increases collagen and blood flow in the area, so it can improve lubrication because of strengthening of the pelvic floor. It can improve orgasm. Right? Humans want to do what feels good, mm-hmm. so if you can have a better experience, you're going to want to do it more. And because of that. It can also reduce something called incontinence. So a lot of um, women, as we get older, particularly if we've been through menopause, particularly if we've been through pregnancy and childbirth, can have a little bit of leakage or um, bladder weakening. Mm-hmm. Um, so this treatment can help that. And there have been some um, some studies looking at its efficacy. It doesn't last forever, so you do it for we do it three um, times in a row, mm-hmm. and then usually people need another treatment in about a year mm-hmm. because it's not permanent. Right. So this is not surgery, mm-hmm. not so. But and it's it's definitely you know there have been a lot of patients that have been very happy with it. Mm-hmm. I'm um, one of them. The um, <laughs> it's called rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. I will say I'm going to put my doctor hat on. I don't love that word, so I use it for functional improvement. But okay. yes, my patients love it because they feel rejuvenated. Right, right. You know, um, and I even I had this conversation with a doctor friend of mine. It's very academic, and I said, you know, I just, you know, I part of me struggles with this whole rejuvenation thing because I don't think we should try to go back trying to be 20. You know, I'm 50. Mm. I'm not going back to 20. And I don't want to feel bad about myself that I'm trying to rejuvenate and go back there. And she said to me, she says, what are you talking about? I have this treatment. I just feel so much better. Who cares what we call it? It's <laughs> all about that. just feeling better. I'm like, you know what? That's I think right. I'm changing my mind too. <laughs> so yes, so it's available. Mm-hmm. The data on it, it's out there. 
it's small. It doesn't work for everyone, but I will tell you, I mean, just like you, yeah. there's a lot of people that are happy with it. Right. It's not harmful. Um, it's, you know, there are some other similar treatments that actually may cause burning and mm. things like that. I this like doesn't that. do that. Mm. So I think it's fine. Yeah. And we, whatever we call it. Okay. Functional improvement. Let me tell you something from my, because you know, I'm dealing with energy work in the body. The brain, and I've tracked this, takes many years to be able to do this, but anyway, your brain communicates with every part of your body, right side, left side of the brain. So when you're rejuvenating the vaginal area, I could actually feel the brain cells relating to what was going on and actually becoming like, because what I do is I send a message, I'm different than Dr. Barbieri, I believe in being 35 to 40, um, but that's me. So that the great thing is we can agree to disagree on stuff and still come together. Totally. There are some women that yeah. are, do not want to live to 120, or men. That's fine and cool with me. I do me, you do you. But I will tell you that when I'm feeling those radio frequencies, I'm feeling my brain and my all my cells in my body going back in time to when that was so in my vaginal area. Now, it might, you might not feel that, but I'm telling you that's part of what, what happens. Now, can you maintain it? There's a lot of things that you need to do with exercises and that and probably come for a touch-up every year or year and a half. You'll know, and right? And that vaginal estrogen. Yeah, and the vaginal DHEA, right? Is that estrogen it? Estrogen or DHEA. Yeah, These are two right. different options. So yeah. the thing is what we're going to wrap up now is that it's not over till it's over. And you can decide through your consciousness about how am I going to live my life from 50 on up, you know? And I'm going to have my thing and I can inspire many women. They see how I look. I haven't had any face work done. I will, though. Probably in Argentina. There's a hot doctor there who does great work. But the fact, we don't know, but we'll see. But the fact of the matter is, is that that's my jam. That's what I do. I come from a show business background. If you look at Cher, if you look at Dolly, they're performing, they're out there, they're doing their thing. Um, that's how we go. That's how we roll. However, there are women that will be inspired by how I am and women will be inspired how Dr. Barbieri is. But you put the two of them together and you decide what works for you. Like, I'll take a little, you know, a little bit of this from Alita, a little bit of that from Dr. Barbieri, a little bit of that from Dr. Anna. And, you know, we, that's how we roll. And then we form a community where there's no judgment, whatever you want, but you want to know what menu is available to you and what's going to inspire you and what's going to make a change in your life. And that's what these podcasts are about for me. And that's why I'm excited for you to be introduced to Dr. Barbieri because she's really on the cutting edge of taking you to feel young and vibrant at 50 and above and even before then. So I say ageless at any age, the ageless factor at any age, because I've heard, shockingly enough, that there's 20-year-olds that are feeling like they're aging, that they want face work done, and 30-year-olds. And I know in my fertility practice, I get 30-year-olds that are coming in that can't get pregnant. So, whoa, something's going on here. It doesn't have to be that way. We can 
we can live in joy and love and harmony and ease and ask, what else is possible? Now that I'm 50, what else is possible? What's next? What's the infinite possibilities here in my life so that I can have love and joy every minute? When I wake up, like, how can I make this a great, fabulous day? If you're in a community of women that support that, like in my book, Life Shift, like Go and Live Your Dream, I have the dream team of support from the community or the chat room of discontent, which is we're old, we're this, we need, it's over, yeah, not interested, don't go there. Dream team of support. You're young, you want to do that, go do it. Go to Dr. Anna Barbieri. Feel what that feels like. Have great sex with your husband. How about that? He'd be very happy. Or yourself. Or yourself. That's true, too. <laughs> or, oh. or whoever oh, you choose to have sex with. Wait, 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 wait. She has, what do you have? There's like um, natural cinnamon, vanilla, extract. Mm. Oh, yes. Uh, that's called, uh, That's called. that product is called Euphoria. Euphoria. So we have no affiliation with the company either. Um, it's basically coconut oil with a little bit of CBD and some orange and um, cinnamon essential oils mm-hmm. in it. When you put it on and you're meant to put it on your vulva, it can increase blood flow. It make you feel a little bit more ready. Let's right. just say it, it also smells great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really just to enhance your experience, not a medical thing at all. Right. But do we have time for a funny story? Yes, that? Okay. absolutely. So we love Foria. Right. So our so our patients love Foria. Right. And I have a bottle of it, you know, in my bathroom. Yeah. In my drawer where I have lots of other stuff that I put on my face. Right. And I put this bottle next to the serum that I use on my face, mm. and they just happen to be the same size. So one night I'm there, and it's like, you know, it's been a long day, so right. I'm tired. I can barely see. So I just open up this bottle, and I put it all over my face. I'm like, oh, this serum smells great. And I look at it. I'm like, oh, my oh, gosh. No. I, I just put on my Vulvarphoria oil on my face. And do you know I love it? I use it three times a week on my face. You're kidding. Yes. I don't think it's meant to go on your face, but nothing bad has happened. Right. So, yes. Your husband so is not complaining. That. He's not complaining. <laughs> what is this? But yes. And I think this is where we agree. I think sexual health, hormonal health, physical, emotional health, we can have it. We should strive for it. I'm here to help people achieve that, mm-hmm. especially because, again, of my training on this both physical but also emotional level. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to, you can have great sex with yeah. your husband, wife, yourself, partner, whoever you want. Right, yeah. exactly. And especially when you get that freedom and you don't have that religious shame around it or women shouldn't feel pleasure or whatever, you have to get out of the nunnery and the burqa and whatever, you know, and just really feel your body because. We are our bodies. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience, but we have a physical experience, and we have to feed the body. So on that happy note, we're going to have a jam with Dr. Barbieri, Dr. Anna Yusim, and a few other women that's going to really blow you away very, very soon. Once we get our second camera and some more equipment, we're going to do that. So stay tuned, and we love you, and we want to share 
the joy and inspiration of being a woman in our physical bodies forever. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. That's great. Thank you. You're welcome.